0: to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle, and him, Stephen Rees, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and and let's raise that curtain. curtain. On today's episode we'll be discussing Village Idiot. We saw this production at Nottingham Playhouse on the 18th of March 2023. Village Idiot is a raucous comedy by Samson Hawkins and is an original commissioned by Nottingham Playhouse in conjunction with Theatre Royal Stratford East and alongside Ramps on the Moon, the pioneering initiative committed to putting deaf and disabled artists and audiences at the centre of their work. So Richard, what's it all about? townies have decided they
1: want to lie in so they're building a new high-speed railway issue is it's going right through barbara honeybones house as she ain't having none of it then there's harry barbara's younger grandson he ain't that bothered about trains he's only got eyes for debbie mahoney but the only thing barbara hates more than townies is the mahoney's
0: but first our post-show opinion absolutely (laughs) laugh out loud hilarious who the thought to play about Pay test two would be so f-ing funny. So, with all that said, let's 17. set the scene. <sighs> right, we're recording. Oh are we now? Hmm? So what are you been faffing about at? Waiting for you. I was waiting for you to get off your phone. No, I was waiting for you. Can you can you put the paper down, please? <laughs> right then. So, <clears throat> I had a good
1: life. If I'm putting it down. Yeah. The paper. What? It's time to put it down. It had a good laugh.
0: It's too early for that kind of a joke. <laughs> it's a good one, though. Mm. Choices. Debatable. So, Richard, would you like to uh, describe the set for our listening viewers about Village Idiot? Okay, I'll bring up a picture of it, because I haven't got that ready. Well, you've had half an hour. You've been in this house half an hour. All like you've done is wolf a banana. Like a seagull swallowing a chip. It was more like a saveloy. Well, I don't think it touched the sides. It pulled the skin back. Whoosh, gone. Well, when we (laughs) walked into the the, the auditorium. (laughs) When we talked to our seats in the auditorium.
1: Well, there was a curtain dropped, which was a big... Curtain? Vaudeville-style... Curtain? Yeah, but... (laughs)
0: Quite fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a vaudeville-style curtain with um, tassels, not tassels, but it it was bordered with like your standard lights that went round a like a mirror or something like that. So it was it had a it had you you standard look of an old school theatre. Music hall style production with above there was string lights of like just white lights just to show that little bit of showbiz more than anything. So that's what we walked into. I thought we just walked into the theatre. Well, we did, but you know.
0: (laughs) Um, So what we saw was a forest. Yeah, but I suppose when the curtain
1: light was raised, you were predominantly in the woods, in the forest at all times you didn't really leave that space for the production but set pieces were moved on and taken off to create different rooms different spaces different
0: places yes because it began in front of the curtains to give an announcement yes that's something that's probably where you were going
1: with that one it was yeah so the announcements were very much your traditional welcoming people to the show if it was a if it was in a village hall or a, a a review show and it was just a funny take on that so it actually it's it started in the way that it traditionally done welcoming everybody in the room but then it started to just go a little bit off piste didn't it Mm -hmm.
0: and then the curtain came up and we got back into the action
1: i suppose with this production we didn't really know what to expect because the title of village idiot you didn't really know the context of what the production was going to be about who the idiot was? Yeah, you didn't you didn't know if what? it was what the premise of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you finding this a struggle?
1: Yeah.
0: HS2 is being created and it's gonna tear down through the forest and also through a particular house which belonged to Barbara. And she was the the main character, the lead in the play and it was her family that was going to be affected and the person who was in charge of the HS2 link was uh, Peter who was her grandson yeah and he i think he was begging for her to leave the house along with uh, her other grandson harry yeah and i think it
1: it was clearly written about the destruction of say a A plan to install railways in areas where there's already existing properties and houses, which has happened before, and and the village life, yeah, and changing a whole sort of ecosystem really of of an area by you know just almost bulldozing it through. So you you know there's people talk about regeneration projects, but it's always there's there's either a
0: fallout or an aftermath of that. So this is what it was really showing it also echoed what it meant to be belonging to somewhere and being part of a home even if it was in a rural location the family members and connections you do have within that uh, community and how everybody seems to know each other but then when you go away to the city you sort of distance yourself from those previous connections and sometimes probably even look back to those once familiar who know you well and but you look to them in a a dim view as if they're they're not that good. So I suppose that's where the village idiot title is adapted there and and in a way people from the city probably view those kind of people. Yeah,
1: and in a way Peter's character is also on stage to portray that almost transactional view on people's lives that well you can just move you know where you live doesn't matter and it's it's almost like you've got all this money from a compulsory purchase order and it doesn't matter where you go but there's a lot more it it just showed that, that there's a lot more struggle than people realize emotionally and physically moving from an area that they're used to to just up sticks and move it's not as clean cut as that but it was to show that there's a lot of discussions that are probably held by townies or bigger people living in the cities where they're just looking at a map and going well we've got to go through this we'll just buy all the properties through it and not worry about the the people that are living there it's just we need to put this railway line through it so that was
0: it just showed the two sides really yes and the family members were made up of eileen nicholas who played barbara philip labey played peter maximilian Fairley played harry And that was that little uh, family. And then you had Mark Benton playing Kevin and his daughter Debbie, which was played by Faye Wigan. And then his, I think, all all, all other son, Liam, played by Joseph Langdon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that was
0: the son. Yeah, that was definitely, uh, yeah. Joseph Langdon also played Philip Laby's best friend from um, From when I was at school. So this is a new piece of writing by Sampson Hawkins how did you feel about it what was your first initial thoughts i thought it was a very strong
1: piece of writing in the sense of you could say that the subject matter could have been quite almost boring in its if you'd have heard that it's a production about the HS2 bulldozing an area you think okay here we go we're going to see something that's not necessarily going to be humorous or entertaining and i think that was Good in the flip side that we saw that the writer had, had made it something that was actually a really funny but poignant piece of theatre than than what I almost expected when it started.
0: Yes, yeah, so it very much turned out to be the blueprint of the the backbone of the play for the structure and the plot points totally. to, to stem from that. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily um, all about that, although that did drive the narrative it and did, drive yeah. the story. to to get them to react uh, throughout the, the course of the play. I think the themes within this play was about belonging and home and family and relationships and what that means to people, but also not just in terms of the people... And their connections but also in terms of nature and the, the the animals and things that are in these woodland areas that are going to have their own little burrows and nests and families are just decimated by this railway track just running straight through yeah. their homes as well it's not just about people it's also about the nature and the environment as well yeah exactly and, and do we actually really need this um, train track just say so someone can stay in bed for an extra 20 minutes? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think that was clear
1: throughout this. And that, but I think it was very cleverly written in the sense that you... Not all the cards were put on the table at the start of the production. You started to see things develop throughout. And I thought that was really... You saw relationships develop. Or, it's also
0: developing on uh, who the individual is yeah. and how they express themselves and find out more about them like uh did barbara knew that it was within her in her to um in a fight for what was right of course, as well yeah. would would she ever have envisaged herself going up a tree or chaining herself to a tree for this well exactly change? would you know you've got the character of liam actually coming out to peter and realizing that actually he was gay and yeah he liked him a lot but then you also get the flip side of that in terms of um peter just uh shagging about in a way not really caring as such yeah and treating it as a
1: superficial relationship almost even though Mm. you know one side saw more than the other and i think that that's that that was very clear but it became across as clear and they the tone of it was right It, it felt almost current and it felt that it did show the the difference in one area and then another and i think that that helped
0: Yes and also we got um introduced to a sweet love story between um Harry and Debbie and how that grew and how Kevin who played by Mark Benton was the father of Debbie Fay Wigan who he was there to look after her and he wanted a new life he'd given up he'd accepted the check for it to, for his home to be torn away and he was going to go and start a new life somewhere else with probably like a ladyboy and he's not particularly that fussed, but she had great tits is what he, he kept on <laughs> saying so he was very superficial in in that realm. However, he wanted to protect Debbie all the time because the mother wasn't around. Yeah, and and Debbie, she was trying to find her own uh, her own voice, her own way of life. Yeah, was like you can leave me alone now, Dad. I want to be with harry i want to have the normal life because you prevented me from being normal by protecting me thinking that it's a normal thing to do when it sort of isn't so there's a lot of subject matter within this there's a lot yeah. of themes to explore and i quite like that within the yeah, play
1: definitely there was there was definitely the the levels of of difference within the play because obviously I think one key thing to sort of mention about this is that Ramps on the Moon were involved in this production from, I don't know if it's from the outset, but the actual combination of that theatre company who I've rated quite highly throughout sort of seeing them and doing a lot of other productions. They make sure that disability is presented on stage in a way that it doesn't define their ability of how somebody can perform. And I think that was key in the way this production came across.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Because I think the whole point of, like you say, about Debbie and Harry's relationship, it was to show that even though these two were disabled people, they still pine for and want a, to be treated in a way that they are having a relationship and not seen as a number or a... Well, exactly. They, they're a people. They are not just somebody that can can be sort of put on a pedestal or put in, a, in in some form of care or put in some form of day center or puts you know they they are real people with personalities and they want to live life as much as they can to them for themselves really
0: Yes, and I think they said themselves that it wasn't necessarily their illness or whatever no. that disabled them, but it was more society, it was the systems put in place that was more preventing them from living their life than the disability ever did.
1: And it also showed that people who are disabled have got a say and have got a voice, and I think that was key in this production. It, it sort of touched on that quite well, and I felt like it was pitched well to actually show that, and I think that that's in the writing as well, because they'd obviously written it with that in mind and i think that that came across strongly really yes i
0: think i read somewhere that this has been workshopped um a bit it's taken a while to get here but that i don't mean that in like it's taken a while struggle i just meant like um well the production
1: initially was meant to be done before lockdown yeah so they've obviously spent time on making more and updating and updating it bringing it all to current Like time and day, and in a way, you could notice some of the rewrites with obviously the The Queen Queen. passing and things like that. That it was rewritten well, that it didn't feel separate to the production. So, I think that that was that was well done as well. I think they probably
0: would have had a bit on the Queen there anyway, but they just decided to change tack as to what it was by. On that subject matter, do you think? it was a bit bit too soon to be poking fun at the Queen's death.
1: I think one thing we've probably not gone into is the language use in this production, so I suppose in the way this is written when we start talking about the way the language is, I think this production very much showed a depiction of a small village where almost no holes are barred. They'll say what they think in a way, and it was almost pub conversations. you know the the whole queen thing for me, that people in general conversation, May not be as attached to to the the royal family as it were, but they they see the queen as a monarch, and everybody you know points for certain situations or certain things they notice throughout the career of somebody. And I think, it, it, I don't I think it touched enough. It wasn't I don't think it was maybe ill judged. I think it was done well, in that way. I'm
0: not quite sure if it was done well. I just think it was done through the eyes of the let's say village idiots. So. They had the best intentions yeah. of honouring it well, but by doing that and how the it was uh, delivered specifically for that, it also made people laugh, and, and, think, and that was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it just feels a little. that it, it was a bit too much, but then yeah, okay. They had a uh, trigger warning outside, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly bothered about trigger warnings or anything like that. You know. And like you said about the language, it didn't bother me. I I can understand and I can relate to these characters. and I can really relate to the writer, incidentally, a great deal. Because it's basically you're writing what you know. And if you surround yourself with those kind of people that do speak and think like that, I kind of get it completely. And in a way, if you look at how the
1: opening scene with Barbara and her unapologetic truths that she would sit there and say it felt for me like she'd helped Harry write that speech because when you heard her talk at home, there was a lot of things she'd say that people must not necessarily wanted to hear, but she would just say them outright and brashly. And I think that may be where that link yeah. came to as well. for those
0: who've uh, never seen it or I'm not sure if they want to go and see it or whatever, if you're going to envisage um, Catherine takes nan, yeah. foul mouth, very much like that. And um, I've only ever... Known people like that when they've had dementia, speak like that. I've not. I've seen known a it few that've done it without being dementia. However, it it's not new to me anyway. No, no, no. no, no of course so not. So that was acceptable. Um, in terms of the the strong language all the way through, I believe that you know no one really gives offence, but people can take it. You know, if yeah. people were offending in the audience, it yeah, was of down on them. Yeah, you know, it's up to them if they choose to watch it or not. Definitely. You know, there were trigger warnings. I don't particularly think. Uh, one should be about there anyway but i no. think okay it's it's polite to give people a notice or whatever if if yeah, they definitely. do find it i don't see the point in going around triggering and listing every little thing cuz you know a lot of people could be triggered about the smallest of things however with the language i'd say it was thoroughly enjoyable it was in context only some of the characters i feel swore more than probably what they should do, because if you're constantly swearing, it loses the impact of the language and the time you want to actually say it, because these swear words, they can be used in a funny way. They really can, but it's got to have its moment, it's got to have its time with the beat and the uh, throwaway lines sometimes. it, it, It can all be fun, and this play was extremely funny, but sometimes some characters I felt like, they didn't didn't necessarily need to swear
1: no i think one thing i picked up on which i think i said to you on the night i think it was it was peter's character being the one that's left the village gone mm. away become almost cleansed of of the way he used to live in the village i think if they'd have held back a little bit more on the swearing for his character so that when he came back to his family unit as in his his grandparent and his brother, and he was there. If he'd have took a bit longer to actually not swear and then started falling back into his his old old habits, habits, it would have had a bit more power that, like, oh, God, I'm part of it as well. And I think that would have had more of a reaction rather than, I think it was only probably, it wasn't many pages into the script before he was back swearing as well. And I think if they'd have just, even if he'd not used full swear words and just replace them with something that was Mm. that was a link to the swear word like you know fudging this or something it would have it would have created more of a reaction of like oh god he's started again i think that's all it needed really a little bit you know and also you're playing with a bit more um, level
0: sort of a class system because um the more educated afro when you are the less swear words you technically use and sometimes you would swear yeah in anger or in certain situations but you wouldn't swear like a trooper no if you don't know that many words it's almost when you're caught out it's like it's
1: got to be a little bit of a little it's like a react it's like you forget yourself that you've done it and like rather than it being as a as an every other word
0: yeah and so sometimes i think maybe within the writing uh some of those swear words for some of the characters could have been um reduced or taken away because i think there's some words that didn't create a laugh yes which were swear words and then some that did and i just think um those that didn't create a swear uh, a laughter, just take it out and replace it, yeah. particularly on those characters that didn't need it. Because sometimes I just thought they were swearing for the sake of swearing and people were laughing. Yeah. But I think, for example, when Debbie was swearing, the little girl, yeah. I think people were laughing because she was swearing or that it was coming out of her mouth. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if that was I do it just seemed a bit weird. Like, I wasn't sure why people were laughing. Other than, is it because it's a swear word out of her mouth? Mm. If somebody else would have said it, w- would it have garnered the same reaction? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But if that character was to be swearing like a trooper, then... And I think as well... then Well, that, well I mean, it's fine if that's a character, but... Yeah, definitely. I, I just mean, think it was like um, swearing for a lot of them, for the sake of it, yeah. all of them.
1: I think, for me, I understand the Barbara character being the one that does most of the, the swearing, and in a way... And it's almost like if everybody else does, you tone down the strength of that character by mm. by having that whereas if you made more of just having a few different ways of doing it, it might have might have just made it more of an impact. Yeah. Because I can understand like I can understand the Liam character and, and Kevin when they're building fences, they're very salt of the earth, they're very manual labour workers that you know, I work. You know, with people that it's it's every other every other word. So yeah, that, for that me, relatable. that's, that's relatable as well, that, yeah. and that that works. But and I think that then it makes sense to do it in those situations, whereas in other situations it doesn't necessarily have the it's knowing when and to not and when to. I think.
0: Yeah. For example, the character of Debbie maybe had she have not sworn, but the moment she wanted to stay and get married, maybe. Th- if she'd have sworn then, it would have been, it, yeah. It might have had more of an impact, yes. for example. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and also, you know, even though swear words can be funny and even if they are overused, I always like to hear words or phrases that are instant put downs or other language or other words yeah. that could mean just the same, but is more inventive and more funny. It's not just a quick word that's overly used. Yeah, exactly. However, I felt it was. It rattled along really quickly. This play did. Yeah, the Even pace was excellent. I did wonder if it was going to be like a one act play at yes. one time, because um, I think the first act was a slightly longer. Um, yeah, I was thoroughly entertained and enjoyed every minute of it. I wasn't thinking, "Oh, when's this going to end?" So yeah. that's just a sign of a of good writing as well, and the fact that the narrative kept moving. There wasn't necessarily too much plodding, although. Saying that, I felt the village fate slowed things down a bit. That was understandable if you understood the fact that they were doing set changes and yes. costume changes as well. So yeah. that was clearly written in just to add a little bit of padding just to help the technical side of things.
1: But also, I think as well, not just about the technical side of things. There was once the this, the, the opening scene with uh, with Barbara and Harry and Peter where... um. It was about the house, Barbara's house, being taken off them, and one of the written parts that was quite, it was it was almost an unwritten part, but it was written in the in an, in an action was where Harry showed that he had a was was an, was on the autistic spectrum where he was actually struggling with uh, the conversations that were happening about losing home, and he was actually physically showing that he was actually reacting to this and what you actually saw was his breakdown almost towards the end of that scene and i feel that if we didn't have the light and lyrical after that of the little sort of fate scene as it were it would have been difficult to go straight to the next scene and and not sort of distract from that because it was actually quite a shocking moment i think that 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 then you know it
0: brought it back for you then to watch the next piece Yes, near the end of the um, uh, production, they all donned uh, animal costumes and went into the woods and yeah. reenacted some kind of um, mystical thing to a, a song, a power song, didn't they? Uh, yeah. What kind of song was it? It was a song. it
1: was a it was a proper proper like death metal sort of rap moment in the yeah, in the woods. Was, Imagine was there,
0: was, there was a couple of uh, rap moments as well. Um, how did you feel that worked in terms of symbolism? And I think it, that that basically what it was, where you talked
1: earlier about the fact that there was, you know, we were talking about the woodland and people's burrows being yeah. upset and, and and it's not just about the, the people that live on the, the top of yeah, the ground in houses, it's actually the wildlife as well. And I think that's what that was to show, but also to show the passing of Barbara in a, symbolic way and mm. i think you know it was an unexpected thing but maybe it was a link to the performance side of the sort of music hall side of the production a little bit as well because it was it, it added to that side of it a little bit
0: i think it also gave a message of um even if this new railway is taking over nature nature will overtake the yes. railway itself once everyone's gone nature, nature will back. reclaim yes Reclaim everything anyway, so yeah. it's only temporary. People yeah. are only temporary. In a hundred
1: years, those tracks will be being grown over with, you know, or you know, you know,
0: who knows? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know <laughs> right. Let's talk about the direction. How do you feel it was handled? I felt that the the cast were
1: committed to making this production snappy and directed. And I feel that it was directed really well because, yes, we talk about sort of scene changes and set changes. The costumes and the quick changes were brilliant. I mean, there was times where, like I mentioned about the scene where Harry sort of broke down. What happened straight after that was he was back front of stage doing the next part of the vaudeville production, the the Village Fate Show, the announcer, the the announcer straight away. I mean, there was literally a, probably a blink of a second between him being backstage, being affected really dramatically, and then all of a sudden he's back on stage. And it, it, there was no, there was almost like a blink. Really, it wasn't even.
0: Yeah, do you know that that went so quick? I actually wondered. Oh, well, is there another actor? Like, yeah, is all you the know, twins? It, is there it, a Because. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no, no, it is
1: the same person. But, but also from to from, from him physically looking like he'd been affected to then walking back on stage with a completely well, obviously he was in dressing
0: gown. Yeah, and, uh, slippers, I think it was.
1: Wasn't yeah, it? definitely, and I think and that and that, that felt like that throughout the production a little bit with with how they did it. Um, there wasn't you didn't feel like one set of cast went off for another one to come on. It didn't feel like it was always it was there was quite quite a few misdirects where you didn't expect that person to then suddenly come back
0: out and be be performing on in front of the stage. The one that got me was when uh, Peter came out to share. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I think I it was just mentioned
1: there. almost in a throwaway comment. Yeah, uh, uh, you know about him doing doing drag in London and this, that, and the other end. Because obviously
0: it, every gay person n- has to do drag in London. Yeah, of, they? Course. yeah of course, of course, of
1: well. course. But I think we didn't. I think didn't expect that to happen in that way. And I think it was really sort of quickly done, and it wasn't long since he'd left stage for him to come back out. And I think that was. Yeah. But overall directing i thought it was really good i mean you could tell that it was it must have been a fun production to work on
0: yeah they looked like they all had a good time and it
1: felt like a team i yes. felt like i felt like they were all working together a little bit
0: yes i thought the uh i mean uh, shout out to the director nadia fall she worked really well on this and uh making everyone as you say do those uh seamless links and uh the, the changes and and whatever nothing felt um off-putting or or no. strange at all even the the animal scene at the back and the, there's a lot of other things as well because there was so much in this production to get the uh the actors all to gel and do those little performances in the village fate and then change and just act in the actual play the narrative of that play as well there's so many little segments to fine tune in detail and yeah it came across extremely exceptionally well and i think energy you know, never really the, the dropped did yeah. it there wasn't really any points where energy was
1: sort of lacked yeah moving on to our next segment as we say we're here, here for the, for the drama. drama
0: so you mentioned about um maximilian fairly the character of harry no yeah. the the actor playing the character harry yeah. Yeah who in the first scene had a bit of a breakdown because it was all kicking off around him between Barbara and Peter and about the house. And um, he had that um, change. And he did, I must say with him coming straight out from the very instant, informing everybody of what was going on and the, you know, the meat raffle and all this stuff. And, Going into the character of Harry, I thought he was a standout performer in this. Throughout. Totally, he, he kept everyone's attention. He was extremely professional, and it was just a delight and fun person to to watch.
1: Yeah, and I think I think he
0: also showed his versatility when he he
1: used that that breakdown that that reaction in the first part to when he had the the next scene in a few scenes in with. With how where he was with debbie, that he was getting the same anxiety or anxiousness and the same feelings because he was in love with somebody and it mm-hmm. it was very much showing that it's it's both extremes it was very much showing that that's that a person who suffers in that way has it's not just about the aggressive and angry or upset side it's also those butterfly feelings and not understanding what's going off and not being able mm. to compute it. And I think it was really cleverly done where you felt like you'd got levels and, and then to, to then snap and perform on front of stage and, and deliver things. I
0: think it was just, it was just a class act really. Absolutely. And also with the mirroring of their relationship, I'd yeah. say Joseph Langdon played exceptionally well against uh, Philip Laby. Totally. And he gave a, very subtle and gentle uh, performance of Liam, even though he was the uh, construction worker building fences or constructing fences, and yeah, uh, being of that, uh, being surrounded by those kind of yeah, people, definitely, he he did give the impression that he was yearning for something more, and there was, even like even when he came out, he wasn't necessarily wanting to sleep around. Like a lot of people do, he just very much wanted to have a home, and that was to feel safe and at home with Peter. And he portrayed that; he gave those endearing um, glances and affectionate looks, and yeah, and you could see the poor lad wanted more. And but it was he just showing... never got that, so it was very um, one way. Definitely, I one mean, road. it showed that, that Liam's character got values
1: and and almost got he didn't he wanted to 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 create something and I think also one thing that that Joseph did as well was he made sure that Liam's character had his words had power and I think that comes with pace and timing he didn't throw his lines away even though he didn't maybe have as much dialogue as others when he actually spoke you you focused in and you knew Exactly what he meant by what he was saying, and I think that that was key. You know, you could—it's easy to throw those lines away
0: or a small amount of words away, and he didn't once really. Yeah, and holding this whole uh, canvas of actors' abilities up, where yeah. on either side you had uh, Eileen Nicholas and uh, Mark Benton, who were just the uh, the uh, totem poles of of, of, of this uh, production. Yeah. You know you couldn't go wrong with them they were very um, flawless in their acting um, again quite versatility uh, yeah versatile definitely. however we're more aware of those actors definitely anyway, I think as well things have been in before yeah
1: and I think you know from the from right from the start of the open the the first main scene Eileen just made you go snap off we go we, we, we're we in it we know her character we know that that's that's who she's setting as a as a person, and the same as Mark. Really, you knew who he was. You knew what what you knew straight away. You didn't. There was no like, oh, I've got to work that out. There, nothing like that. You just you just knew that 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 that
0: was who they were. Yeah, I must admit though, um, one snag I had, which I felt was probably a little bit too easy and was uh, wrapped up quite quickly, was when um, Liam came out to Kevin. Yeah, I think not. I am gay, and it was like, "Fine, fair enough. I'm off to uh, well, I Thailand to have a um, to to go see yes. Sue with the big yeah, tits, yeah, 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 and yeah. so what if she is a lady boy or whatever? You know, it was yeah. very much. Um, I think it was trying to portray that even people in a village can be open minded, which yes. yeah, they they might be, but a lot aren't. But I just wasn't quite sure if. Uh, I suppose if he wasn't, that, was, that would have probably added a more. Running time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, running time to the playing, been another completely play in its entirety, but um, yeah, I suppose that having someone be accepting just means, yeah, that's fine. But I suppose I would have probably done it where he already knew, yeah, maybe, but it was just the Liam's character coming to terms with it, yeah, because then it just saves, saves any awkwardness or issue with them coming out yeah but also it was quite nice to see um Faye wigan experiment with a bit of uh magic and stuff like that yeah with the help of mark benton doing their little uh, little turn there's nothing wrong with a bit of bad magic you know. bad magic but yeah bad magic you know bad magic love it yeah and uh they did a bit of a trick with the nail through a piece of wood that was put in bags and they spun it around and you had to choose it was very um interacted with the audience as well i'd say yeah yeah so everyone got to choose which bag he smashed his hand on and oh i was cringing not not in a bad way just because oh i I couldn't bear it don't want Um, to nail through your hand just nail through the hand no that does it for me it's like oh no all couldn't look so but that was quite interesting quite quite fun as well i think it just broke the narrative and the pace up a bit those little scenes yeah definitely. and they all got to have a little bit of a turn didn't they yeah and it was
1: a, an, a good way of of almost never having a scene change and it was quite good because you knew those were happening but it was nice to have something distracting you too. Yeah, just entertaining you the know, audience yeah slowly. it had more it added another level to it i think
0: i think because we're used to the theatre world we kind of see it as a bit of like an in joke yeah you know what's going on behind the set you know yeah. why it's written in Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it didn't need to happen at all no and really if you wanted to if you wanted to edit it and trim it down, you'd get rid of those. Yeah. But they did it specifically for, to allow costume changes yeah. and scene changes. And it and was the changes. end
1: of the village hall show, yeah. the final one before everything gets bulldozed. So it was a way to, to link it into the to the yeah. village and what would be happening, you know. And it, it was nice where they brought in, you know, one of the things with this, I thought it was nice where they brought in, in the writing side of it, they brought in other characters who did make the... the the biggest vegetable or they had mm. the, the the best cake or all the things and the, the quintessential things from a village and a village fate and a village gathering. It had all those elements yeah, yeah. in. So you, a you got a bigger picture of the village rather than just the places on stage. It, it, a ha- bit.
0: it had uh, aspects of a pantomime yeah. realm in a way, yeah. didn't it? It did. With that kind of interacting towards... Interaction with the audience members. Yeah, definitely. Moving on to our next segment as we say... What the the tech tech is is this? This. So, Richard, would you like to just tell us what kind of technical things were used in this production? Because I don't particularly say I'd know, but I do know during the magic trick there was a fire at the back of a a radio. It was a guitar amp. A guitar amp, and what was in that to make it flame up? It was a...
1: I mean, yes, because obviously before that we had a guitar solo from uh, Mark Benton before oh, yes, the magic right, yes. before magic happened. So he brought his guitar amp out to to be part of that. We didn't know that there was actually a the um, flame effect in the back of the actual in the back of the, uh, the the guitar amp, and Debbie's character made the flames appear. So Debbie made the as part of her magic, she made flames appear at the back of the guitar amp. And it was it was done with you know there'd have been a gas canister and a trigger that would have been linked to to a to an off stage sort of button that would have done it on cue so there would have been somebody off stage because obviously when you're involving flames and things you've got to be very careful yes. how you do that and and not for long so yeah but it worked really well I thought it was it was funny it was unexpected a little bit
0: yeah yeah it was it certainly made people react yeah definitely if the script didn't make them react uh, that did yeah it really did. I did notice that I think it was um, Faye. I, I'm not sure if she had a bit of a mic drop out sometimes. Yeah, there on was some a of co- her scenes where she was yeah. sat on the the little uh, rotunda thing. Yeah, um, on the the roundabout. The roundabout thing in the park. Yeah, sometimes at the beginning of her speeches just seemed to have like uh, you could hear her naturally speaking on yeah. set, and then it, you know, it. it and I think sometimes that speakers. can be positioning of you know the mic at the point or
1: almost where they turn the head or things like that. Yeah, it can be you know anything like that so that that can have an effect lighting really was generally it was almost traditionally there was a lot of a lot of light on this i think really there was they were used within the trees to create almost shadows or effects they had a lot of park hands and a lot of traditional light fixtures that just created a depth the depth yeah a depth within the within that setting so so that helped and and really the scene you talked about with the uh, the animals where they were in the Coming through the woodland, they used a lot of light at the back that almost made it look like street uh, car lights coming towards them, or like builders' lights. Like within the trees, that like, like there diggers were big, in the background yeah, on felt, the way, they were digging. Yeah, it felt like that that sort of scene. So it, it, it felt it, like we'd shrunk down into a small, small like sort the, of the op- size The
0: opening scenes to Animals of Farthing Wood. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah, it did, 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 yeah, yeah, it did, it did have that, yeah, that element to got, it. Oh, oh, yeah. I love that scene. I, I felt like I we'd climbed into Farthing Wood. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. but that and
1: that's a good thing because that's how we want you'd want it to be depicted. But. I think generally it was it was lit in a way. I mean you've got the perimeter of the of the stage with flashing lights that were used, like sort of star lights that were used for um The village hall. The village hall scene thing, and yeah. just as a border. And then towards the end of production after we saw the, the passing of Barbara there was a lot of um
0: the Chinese around, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> we saw
1: Chinese lanterns coming down from above that were just to show lights within the, the forest, really, and
0: I think that was just a... Uh, yes, now, I'm glad you brought that up, because I thought they reminded me of, like, um, little insects... Yes, or little... like glow bugs, orbs, like glow... Li- yeah, 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 it, it felt the, like yeah, that, yeah. In the forest? Yeah, because like it wasn't away. all...
1: They weren't all uniform height, they were all sporadic across the, throughout yeah. the trees, and it just added to that depth of of, stuff behind, because I suppose... It's like where there's,
0: where there's dark, there's light. Yeah. And it's like the passing of people's bodies, or anything that's uh dying like the light
1: and, and i suppose a lot of the production happened at the front of stage so in the, in real terms you wouldn't have had to put that much set and staging behind them but this went back quite a way on stage but it worked because it created the natural levels and distance, rather than it being a backcloth or something with an trees on at it. The back, you felt so it went up a bit. and you, but you felt like it was going somewhere, rather than it, it it felt like it was going off into the distance, rather than it just being a backcloth or something painted. And I think that that helped. Yes, it it really did. Sound wise, there was a lot of background sound effects. So it was a lot of, at, like, when they were outside, there was you could hear birds tweeting and you know animals in the trees well there was a lot of sort of atmospheric sound effects rather than there wasn't a lot of music they only used it a few times they used more in the sound wise in the recordings of the announcements before harry would walk on stage or there was some there was some voiceovers that helped just take you back to the to the sort of village hall scene rather than so you knew the difference between the two almost and that that just helped
0: Yes it was um interesting as well when they were building the fence as well. Yeah. Um uh, cuz they they dug out uh, two holes and the two holes one of them were filled with soil but the other one particularly wasn't. Yeah. But I think the one that Liam was digging up or putting the actual post in cuz yeah. doing this fence. Um I felt maybe a sound effect or something could have been in there to make it sound a bit more heavier or maybe of putting something in there. Yeah. Like they did with the other one. Because yeah, because I I just heard something banging on the set.
1: Yeah. I think it was good when, you know, like you say, I think Peter Peter was actually digging out a hole and they'd actually put a, underneath the stage there was actually soil. I think it was just nice that they had the nod to little hidden things on the stage where you saw them busying, you saw Peter busying himself with the fencing tools to actually a, extract soil out of the ground and they could have just done it without anything but it actually happened and he he brought out a considerable amount so that you could see this the amount of soil that he was bringing out it wasn't just a little bit as a light nod because it's easy to just have a oh it's a little bit of soil but they actually there was enough of a, a pile of it
0: yeah you could have done it with um shovels as well but the yeah. fact that they went to detail to have a specific tool you yeah i think that was the writer's intention to make sure that his trade yeah was on the, was d- the show, displayed on the displayed stage, displayed stage on yeah. stage yeah yeah um, just to give authenticity really
1: yeah and it almost felt like you're two farmers chatting on a farmer's fence it's that leaning against the fence chatting away and i think they showed that really well as in it's part it was you know a lot of talking and conversations happen while people are working and they got that across really well and i thought that was you know good in that scene i think as well with barbara's when when barbara Died within the um, scene and with the animals. Um, one thing that they did technically on stage was they they hid a, f- a well. Fan. She fell off a tree, didn't she? She fell off a tree, so she was uh, she was hooked on the tree, and then there was a flash of light and fell on the tree. But yeah. right at the end of the production, she actually went. It, she she sort of disappeared into the woods, as it were. But she did this with a they they had a fan hidden on stage, and and she she had some confetti. In her hand that actually yeah. sent it off, off up into the trees, and I think it it worked really well because it you didn't really know it was going to happen, and it just was a really nice poignant moment.
0: Yeah, a nice way to show that her spirits now are uh, left the ground. Yeah, but also Definitely. she went from the animal costume. uh, she took that off to be in uh, like a silt knight. Yeah, or silt nightie, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah but i thought it ended it ended it really well. Um, I think that was the that was key to this. It was all the technical aspects were very subtle subtly mm. done. There was, you know, it felt right. There was no it wasn't overly there wasn't even the set pieces and the staging and everything was was enough there were the props and things that they used was there was never really anything more i suppose the other te- technical thing i'd probably mention is there was good use of microphones that we used for the village fate that were hidden in some of the props for the other scenes so there was a scene where barbara sang her song about basically turning into a bit of a pro- protest song to 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 basically say get out of cyrisham and she actually walked over to the box in the room and grabbed the microphone out of one of the packing boxes so it was already yeah. placed on stage and it just, for one thing, it tightened up and the, it sped up the scene change, but it was just good because it went from one scene to another and she took her coat off and she got a glitzy coat on underneath and it was a quick change, but it was,
0: it just worked really well. Was there any faux pas that you can uh, think of? The only thing I can think of really is just uh, when Liam tied himself to the wobbly tree <laughs> at the back. That was quite funny. Yeah. Actually, you know. Yeah, lean up against it to yes. wrap the, the chains Obviously around it. Obviously got some dead roots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't need a bulldozer for that one. There's that a, one had just blow it. on it and yeah, it fall down. No, I don't yeah.
1: think there was anything major that... there was. I don't think I noticed anything that went wrong. No, I it, think was,
0: it was, was a good set. It was a really nice was. set. And I think it just did it, itself justice, especially with all the other bits and pieces they brought onto it. Definitely. It, it didn't need any more, to be honest. The writing stood up for itself and yeah. uh, the actors performed... Uh, tremendously yeah really did and now it's time for rewind Rewind, rewatch now then Richard for our rewind rewatch section what's it going to be because there's loads to choose from to be honest I mean I'm I'd definitely see it again but yeah I'd definitely see it again but that's I think between both of us it's something we'd definitely do so is there one particular segment you'd love to see again I know mine (laughs)
1: Are you struggling? I'm struggling. No, I'm not struggling. Um, I think personally, it's the opening scene in the house yeah. with with Barbara, Harry, and Peter. I think I, I just I like the the power of that when it when you when it starts the production off. So yeah, that that's that's the bit for me.
0: For me, I I can't remember where this was, but it was a bit where um Philip came out in share and sang Turn Back Time and <laughs> Dragon, and, and then it just sort of it it went into a bit of crazy mode, and Liam came out with a great big uh cannon yeah uh, for him to and everybody else the was dressed as sailors on. and nothing and yeah that was... I, it was a nice uh, musical number in a way um, but it sort of broke the narrative for a little bit and uh but also it pushed the story along yeah it did yeah definitely slightly yeah. in a way but i thought that was really amusing and fun and uh, not expected at all so no I'd no of course like not to see
1: that well from a throwaway comment you don't expect to see it no, All of a sudden, not. okay, we're going. We are going there. That's you know, it, yeah, yeah. Just something to do, I suppose. Moving on to our final segment, as we say, call, call this a show. show. I think for me, it's a very clever piece of writing and it's something that is very watchable and worth watching more than once. You know, I think you could pick more from from it when you watch it for the second time, and I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yes, I'd say that the gags were plentiful in this uh the the writing was strong um the, the plot was really good and it was just an enjoyable time to be had at the theater all the actors were on point the direction was great but it all stems down to the writing and yes I might have had a bit of uh I wouldn't say I had a great issue with the uh, the swear words I just think some some of it might have just been a bit used for the sake of using it I'd still stand by some of the words that were said in the play which brought laughter and Everyone had bellyfuls of laugh because sometimes when you're writing a play, the people that go to see the theatres, and this is by no means patronizing, they don't see or hear things that we do in day to day life because they're so used to these other kind of prim and proper plays. And when they well, do sterilized be, in a way, yeah, yeah, they are sterilized, but when they try to be edgy, they're not as edgy and cut it, and um, they don't necessarily go there as much no. as. Plays like this do, because yeah, exactly. This is the kind of stuff that even I write, and I think you know, it's it's good to see stuff like this where you are writing what everyday people say and do, no matter even if it offends you. Uh, and you know. yeah,
1: exactly, I think risky theatre is important, definitely, and, and for a theatre company and a theatre themselves to take a risk on something with this power is, you know, hats off to them because there should be more of this, you know. And it can be written with, in the right context and the right timing and the right place, but it's still got the core and heart of a production that that comes across like this does. I mean, you know, I never thought, I never thought that I'd uh, I'd hear that, um, you know, in the in the magic scene that the uh, Rusty now was infected with Titanus.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, titanus, that that's.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's just one little, little joke. That, but the, those know.
0: kind of jokes are the ones you you hear on like the shoproom floor or those the building yards or those kind of uh, areas, and it, it's great to hear them on stage. Always. It, it gives me hope, to, to be fair. So would you like to give me your score then, please, for Village Idiots? And on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being best in f-ing show and 1 being a HS2 train wreck, what are you going to give it?
1: Well, I can only give this a 10 out of 10 because it's just thoroughly deserved the amount of effort and risk taken i don't think any other theatres have risked this this much in a long time
0: yes and i'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 as well thoroughly entertaining i really did enjoy this one so uh, well done to everybody involved and samson Hawking's the writer for this new piece of work so what sound effect will you be choosing from the following a complete train wreck <laughs> tumbleweed an audible shrug of the shoulders uh? a slow clap a pleasant applause or a standing ovation what will it be?
1: it can only be a standing ovation yay and knowing that this is going on tour if I get a chance to see it again I may just do that
0: yes yeah, so and I'm going to give this a standing ovation as well very good so there we are, that's our discussion of Village Idiot. We hope you found it insightful, if not entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes.
1: If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always
0: join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. I thought you
1: were going to go on to something more, then. Oh, well, I don't know where I was going to go. That's why so my brain was just I thought I'd need to stop over the You're two farmers chatting on a, on a god on a, on a, on a farmer's fence. Well, it's one thing I'd say, lighting wise, is well, not one thing, two things, three things. Oh, three things, just the three. <laughs> um, go on, number one, what is it? Well, I'm just going to talk about lighting, so you've gone a bit dead quiet and well it's because I'm trying to like, you're trying to be serious aren't we about it no well we are we're, we're not. I think. entertaining yeah I know but I can't remember everything that happened um... see left it too
0: late again no we're not it's not that bloody long <laughs> see it's catching it's not I can't it's remember I know. it's been too weeks see